number one cannabis grow show. Live from Nova Scotia, Canada. Your number one stop for all things cannabis. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Wow, I grew two pounds. 1,100 grams. This is Plant Therapy Live. Plant Therapy Live. Welcome, Cannabis Army, to the Plant Therapy Weekly Party featuring my good man, Mr. Pache, who loves to grow and to put it on display for everybody to hear. Nice to see you this week, Mr. Pache. How you doing? Good, buddy. It's good to be here. And I like to grow and I like to show. (laughs) I love it. And then me, myself, Ray, just an average man on a cannabis mission. You know, we're coast to coast across Canada and the USA. We're just missing Newfoundland, Pache. Where's all my newfies at? Hey? I love my newfies. I do. Being a Cape Bretoner, you know. Yeah. Um, None of so them are probably out at happy hour somewhere. Yeah, something going on over there. I don't see anybody popping up on the map. There's a kitchen party somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but uh, together each week we talk about our own grows, every detail, so you can come aboard with us and have a home run grow yourself. Um, together, really, we uh, don't claim to be experts. Um, we're home growers just like you, and we're learning what works best so we can share it with everybody in the Cannabis Army. So uh, no official sponsors here or anything either. What you get from us is always the real deal. And Pache, we're giving away a Diablo uh, nutrients package still um, that they had sent over to us. But we loved them long before that, didn't we? Absolutely. Well, it was you that turned me on to them and it was such a success that I've really started ramping up their product line. And I think my next grow, I'm going to do a really, I'm really going to focus on more what their product line has to offer. Awesome. Why don't you tell everybody how they can enter the contest? Well, just go on over to planttherapy.live and then click the Facebook button, give us a like, and then bang, you've entered the contest. Awesome. And Pache, I have officially uh, entered shorts mode um, (laughs) for uh, the spring and summer and and now till the end of November. So you will know. Did you get snow today, though? (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Uh, You will no longer find me in uh, long pants moving forward. How's that sunburn you got last week? Uh, It felt great. I really did. It only really lasted for a day. but yeah, the uh, the snow is gone, and I'm puttering around the property. I'm sort of assessing the uh, the ice damage uh, that have been done to the trees uh, over the winter, and you know, getting wood and getting ready to build some raised garden beds and plant some veggies. Love it. I, I've been loving the past few days. I got to dance with a lot of plants uh, over the weekend, um, man, to lots of some to lots of uh, great tunes uh, as well. I just love growing, you know, and uh, each year and each week, my love continues to grow and it really just puts me in my happy place. I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about, Pache. Absolutely. You know, sometimes just going into the garden, it's like walking through the door and, and seeing the bright light and, and the, uh, the sort of the smell of this for me anyway, the smell of the soil and, uh, and seeing the plants. Uh, hopefully they're always there, happy to see me. And you just sort of leave your daily stresses at the door. And it's fantastic. I love it. And that's why we call it plant therapy. Love it. And uh, I hope everyone growing uh, outdoors this year had no issues with their germination. I hope all the little helmets popped off the heads, Pache. You know what I'm talking about? All the little helmet heads. 
Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes they like to stick, but that's okay. If uh, if they're up and uh, and the soldiers are up and about, that's what's important, right? Yeah, man. Sometimes I, uh, a few times, I had to get in there with tweezers and help just a little bit to, to get them off. And and a few times I've broke the top uh, of the sprout off as well and killed it in the process. So I, I've really learned to be very patient um, with that and to just step in when necessary, right? If the plant is just mm-hmm. uh, not showing any signs of uh, popping it off on its own um, and some of them are stubborn I, I mean last time with the the bruce banner that i'm growing i was in there with uh with two tiny precision screwdriver type awls um you know trying to get it off and it took me days because i really didn't want to force the issue so i would try each day and if it didn't go not a big deal i'd wait till tomorrow Mm-hmm. At some point, it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. I also uh, listened to a few of our uh, first podcasts as well, Pache, um, just over the, the last little while. Um, you know, we've improved a lot since then. Um, you know, just the uh, j- just the improvements to the podcast uh, overall. Um, but the content has always been true and good, though, right? So if you have missed uh, some of the earlier episodes, be sure to go back, uh, show them some love. It, it, it's uh, pretty good stuff there. And we're going to start to uh, t- to talk a lot about uh, more of those topics in depth as well. Um, Pache, did you start your other just outdoor gardening seeds this year yet? Um, well, Meg has. My yep. wife, she's uh, she's really on track she's been getting the whole um seedling things and she's already potted up uh once i think twice in some instances and um yeah she's really got a great system and uh you know for christmas i i got her all set up with the lights and the shelves and the fans and uh yeah she's taking it from there so it's uh it's a process and now we're just getting ready to build some uh some outdoor flower beds and we're gonna start working on um the fall vegetables like pumpkins scores just gonna ask you if you were gonna grow any vegetables absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna grow potatoes myself um you know i i love mashed potatoes uh you know (laughs) what absolutely one of my favorites and so i'm hoping to grow uh a couple hills of potatoes and i think that's all i'm gonna personally focus on um i'm a pretty simple guy pot and potatoes Nice. Well, speaking of pot, let's get into the reason we're all here. Uh, what's up with your grow this week? Okay. So in the garden this week, uh, so just to let everybody know, I'm growing some Bruce Banner and I'm growing three um, three lovely ladies. And it has been a long veg. It really has. And, you know, it's part of the process. I, I get it. But I'm in week 12 now. Ordinarily, I'd be well into flower. But you know, this is the way we go and I'm mainlining and it has been very interesting and it's been hard to sort of make the time to, to get in. And you really need to, because I, I just topped and I trimmed and I'm, I've added a scrog net and I'm doing more low stress training. It's really taking quite a lot, you know, um, building like said, that canopy. Three, what's that? I said, building that canopy. Absolutely. So I've now topped each plant three times. So uh, each plant has about yeah eight colas. And my goal and my focus is to grow them um, again. So by this time next week, I'm hoping to have them topped again. 
So each plant will have um, 16 colas, 16 colocytes. And then it, it, depending, this is where I'm going to be deciding, you know, when do you pull the trigger on flipping to flower? Do I grow one or two more nodes and then flip uh, and then top again? Or do I just start running with what I have? And it really is all going to depend on how much room I have left in between the, my canopy and my light and my light in the top of the tent. And it's probably going to vary every time you you grow a different genetic too. Because, Absolutely, because yeah. the Bruce Banner really seems to explode um, once you flip the flower. 100%. Yeah, and I also tend to keep my canopy, my light above the canopy a little high to encourage a little bit of stretching. Uh, so my, my light is, I'm guessing, probably 32 to 36 inches above the canopy. Um, and I also... Uh, right about this time I'm selectively pruning the the fan leaves like the ones that are in the shade um, you know if I've got fan leaves three nodes in a row I'll trim that middle node you know and that's going to also improve my airflow right a hundred percent yeah so that's uh, that's where I've been at with my grow this week and uh, I'm, I'm looking at flipping to flower soon I'm hoping in the next two to three weeks at the most Awesome. What about you? What's going on with your uh, with your grow? Well, um, commercially, we're building those tables, Pache, with the scrognet built in. I sent you a picture. You dig? I'm loving that, too. I am really. You got to get a patent going on that. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Um, used to use that design years ago, but it was made of wood. Uh, times are different now, but we're going to repeat that 27 more times, Pache. Uh, and then we'll update uh, next week on the status of that. Uh, all of the clones um, that I took uh, over the last couple of weeks have been planted into Vedrum uh, 1. Uh, next round of clones is going to happen this week. Um, the order for the lights is in, so we're expecting them, I think, at the end of this week uh so we also had an audit as well pache um in this past week with some uh, people in the cannabis industry and it went very well got to meet some uh some cool people uh, so lots of exciting things happening uh commercially pache so we'll have another big update again next week but uh, personally, things are going really, really well. Um, I have those two R2-D2 under a 400 watt HPS in a 4x4 tent using Diablo nutrients. Uh, again, no signs of powdery mildew. Uh, Pache still, oh, uh, and I would should have. Does that make you? Yeah. Oh, so happy! I should have seen it twice by now. Uh, and I'm using that Diablo Guardian, right? That's you know, aside from the the genetic being different and the fact that I'm using Diablo guardian those are the only two differences so i mean right now you know that's interesting so we'll keep an eye on that but uh, I've, I've used nothing else the uh explosion of growth really does continue i'm really happy the vibe in the grow room is as good as it's ever been i can feel the the happiness uh in the air mm -hmm. man you know it's just um i was singing and dancing and twirling around with the tunes on having a great time um in my setup, I have uh, a couple of reservoirs, so really it makes it uh, very easy for me to, to, to pop in and just change the water. Um, so I did that and I cleaned both of my reservoirs out today. Didn't think I was going to have to, you know, get into doing that so quick, but those plants are just drinking so much water. It's insane. Um, 
I had to cut back the uh, two plants that I have in the veg uh, chamber as well. They're getting really large, Bache, and I still have quite a bit of time to go. I only started flowering a few weeks ago, so I still have, you know, six, seven weeks remaining, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the best case scenario. I don't know yet. This is the first time I've grown this R2-D2, so, um, <laughs> you know, we'll just see. But uh, I've eliminated the pH uh, swings like I talked about last week, cool. and that continues again this week. And um, the PPM is pretty much perfect. My environmentals have been perfect, knock on wood. Um, the humidity in the basement has crept up really to about almost 50%. So that we're almost at the point now where the dehumidifier is going to start to kick in and start to uh, to do its job. Um, but I really feel like I'm in the middle of a potential home run grow, which is not always attainable, right? Um you know, and if you're wondering what a home grow, uh, a home run grow is, go back and listen to this uh, recipe for a home run in season two, uh, episode one. That was our most popular uh, episode uh, to date that we've done so far. That was a good one, Bache. Yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, that was my, that was my favorite up until uh, up until this season. <laughs> yeah, and then we had a great episode uh, last week as well. If you missed that about pH, uh, so go back and get that one if you uh, haven't yet. That one was a banger. But uh, I'll continue to push with my Diablo nutrients at my side and my positive attitude, Pache, and I'll keep uh, everybody updated uh, as to what's going on personally and commercially uh, next week. And Pache, guess what? What's that? It's time for question of the week. First, we medicate, then we educate. <laughs> let's go. Hold on. Let's go. Get one India. Let's go. I don't hear you. You weren't ready. I was the only one ready. Were you ready? Oh, you were. I can hear you. All right, you redeemed yourself. Once you let that go, we'll go ahead and get into what the question of the week is this week. <laughs> yes, sir. Question of the week is, does anyone want to buy my grow gear? We've all asked ourselves this type of question. You know, is growing yeah. your own pot really worth it? I mean, sometimes we feel frustrated that things aren't going as planned. You know, Ray and I, we get that. But you need to keep yourself motivated to make it to the end. Remember, the goal is to get bud in your bag. Ray, what are your thoughts? Have you ever <laughs> felt like uh, like I packing in? Well, no, I've never felt like packing it in myself personally. No, you know, that that's never been an option for me. But I mean, I can see how some people maybe have a change in living conditions or something like that, or your potential spouse moves in and they're not OK with it or something like that, which is totally understandable. So, I mean, I get there's times some people want to just get rid of the the equipment altogether right some people are trying to scam people online too so there's some of that happening but um you know there are people i think that do you know want to give up because they run into trouble 
Um, or maybe they're getting complaints, you know, on the odor that's being. Or it takes so much time. Yeah, or, or, right, exactly. Or it takes way too much time. That's a probably, you know, really another common one. Um, that was a killer for me. Like, you know, it was a lot of labor. It was very labor intensive and it took a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can remember you know, way back when, when I found things labor intensive, you know, those days are gone. I'm at least for me with my four, right. I'm sure people that have lots of plants to look after that they struggle with processes. And that's a whole other topic of conversation, you know, for, for a whole other uh, group of people. But those are commercial processes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Commercial processes. Exactly. Or, um, but for me, you know, I think what helped me the best in the beginning was knowing what to expect right and then learning kind of how to make a plan so i knew what i was gonna have to deal with when i was gonna have to deal with it and it it helped me schedule time to make sure that i had the time to do the things that needed to get done right so that that was just a kind of a big you know starting point for me um at the end of the day for me i find it quite easy to grow with minimal effort overall to be honest with you as long as you avoid like any problems to begin with and take like a preventative approach. Um, if preventative you have, is really key to a lot of things, right? If you have the right equipment and, and a half decent cannabis nutrient lineup, you know, all you need to do is work a bit smarter, not harder. Um, one of the big pain points I see online, Pache is, uh, is people getting seeds that don't germinate. And, you know, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Some people spend a couple of hundred dollars on seeds and then they get them and they don't germinate. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I buy seeds, I mean, they're they're ten dollars a pop kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's expensive. Right. And you had an issue with seeds germinating as well, mm-hmm. d- didn't you? I did. Um, you know, I when when I go through a process and it works, I really stick to it. And that's what I did. I used the paper towel method and, you know, to get more in depth. Uh, and I really did get pretty in depth, uh, on one of our previous episodes, the home run. So show. And so anyway, with this Bruce banner, it, uh, it really wasn't responding to the paper towel method. So I had to reach out to the provider and, you know, they said, you know, I, I told them exactly in detail what I did. And, uh, and they said, you know, go with mother nature. And that's exactly what I did. I changed my process and, uh, and it worked, you know. I and, love it. And, yeah. and uh, a lot of the a lot of the packages on the seat, uh, like the the instructions on the back of the packages, a lot of it says that. And a lot of the emails that you get when you order the seeds actually have these instructions in them, right? I can hear every time you say that. I I can hear my my friend uh, B saying, "Mother Nature doesn't." sprung them in paper towel <laughs> i can just hear them right yeah because it's so true yeah a- absolutely and um the the manufacturer or the the person i got the seeds from uh the company they were saying you know the seeds are considerably more fresh and and things like that and uh yeah and they said the best the best that they recommend is uh the mother nature wrote what yeah. do you do well for uh, uh, you know right now i'm cloning so the the really as long as you're following all of the proper you know rules of cloning and we did a show on that back in season one if you're unsure of the process go go ahead and have a listen we we covered it in great detail but um 
you know, it, uh, I, I really found cutting extra clones was really the best thing that you could do because there was really no, nothing worse than needing four and then you cut four cuttings and only two of them root or only three of them root and you end up mm. with a short amount, right? That can yeah. be a, a, a pain point. I've always followed the, you know, the mindset it's better to have an extra clone and not need it than to need an extra clone and not have it. They're, all, they're super easy to find a home for if necessary, right? Yeah, um, fair enough. But, but other than that, I mean, cloning is a pretty straightforward, easy, and virtually free process, right? So um, one of the things that I found was important, though, uh, was reading the nutrient schedule, right? That came with the, the nutrient packages over the years that I was mm -hmm. using. So you know kind of exactly what, what you're using and when. Um, and really just it became super easy <laughs> for feeding, you know. And I mean, for me, I just... Uh, really broke it down into reservoirs because it can be tricky, especially if you have different different plants in different stages of growth, right? Um, it, uh, you know, I just have a vegetative uh, reservoir and a uh, flowering reservoir. Uh, and it's really, for me, it was necessary in a two tent speed cropping system, right? It's just crucial um, for me. So th that was the number one thing that I did for um, really streamlining the way I feed my plants and, you know, how, how quick it is for me to actually take care of it. Monitoring just the two reservoirs is much easier than making smaller batches of, of nutrients, right? If you are thinking of moving to reservoirs because this is a pain point of yours, just remember um, that you have to keep the water in the dark and you have to add some air stones and uh, to bring some oxygen into the water. But um, that basically speeds me up as fast as I want to go i can really take care of my plants most weeks in less than one hour of true labor pache um, that's incredible how are you streamlining your watering process without um, using like a reservoir um so it, it's really taking me a while to hone my process um you know each grow i i do something a little bit better to improve a little bit better so now i've got three plants and what I do is I, I go, I use RO water, uh, reverse osmosis water, and I go and I get a, um, you know, a 19 liter jug and uh, from the store and I bring it home and then I pour that into, and, and I've got um, eight liter or two gallon um, garden sprayers. And so I've got one of those for each one of my plants. And what I do is I, I fill it up to six liters and I mix my nutrients all at the same time. So I've got, you know, um, I, I, I do my, let's say my micro, my grow. And uh, so I'm filling each one all at the same time. So I've got my nutrients all out. I get them all done at once. I pH, um, you know, if, if I know that the first one is really low in pH and I have to bring it up, by you know eight drops then i kind of know well the the next one is probably going to be good to go for eight drops and and so it just flows a lot faster and then once i get them into the eight or uh, yeah the uh, eight liter garden sprayers then i pour them into solo cups and then i put the solo cups into a tray and i bring them all to the um to the plants and then i start watering and I water one solo cup at a time and I wait till the uh, 
the water seeps into the soil. And then once it does, I put another solo cup in and, uh, and I keep going until it really flushes out. And, uh, and like you say, you know, 10 to 20%, you want to see coming out the bottom. And uh, I, I find that really has made such a, a huge difference in the amount of time it takes to, um, to measure out all the nutrients, uh, bring them out, put them back, bring them out, put them mm-hmm. back. Uh, same with your pH. Um, you're bringing that out, putting it back. Um, I try to get it all done at once. Yeah, you're using and, like a mini reservoir. <laughs> yeah, like basically, a, I guess, is, yeah. Yeah, is what you're describing. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, it makes it easier, right? Yeah, absolutely. And another big thing is when I first started, I had my pots up on paint cans and um, when I would water and the, the overflow saucers would fill up, I would, pour, I would pour that into a solo cup and I would measure. And then every time the saucer would fill up, I'd have to make sure I emptied it out. And it just took forever. So now I've got a, I went from that to a one gallon shop vac, which I would have to empty, you know, twice a night or twice a watering. Now I've got a, like a five gallon shop vac and, you know, I go a week without emptying that love it you know and, and it just saves so much time it's just incredible not to mention i also have uh, the ac infinity fan which i think you do as well mm-hmm. um, with the temperature and the humidity so that takes a lot of process and, and and removal of labor out of the equation which i absolutely love yeah and i think some people kind of think it turned off because they don't expect it to to have such an odor right when you said AC infinity there, you kind of got me thinking about a carbon filter. And I'm just thinking some people may, you know, start and not have the appropriate setup like with a carbon filter, um, which can cause them some pain and cause them uh, some complaints to come in as well. Trimming can be a pain in the ass too, but Jay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The trimming, can, trimming can be a pain in the ass, right? I can remember, you know, logistically trying to plan trimming when I was growing, you know, on the down low, right? That's an awful event to have when nobody knows you grow. Let me tell you. The I logistics bet. involved in that. And planning it, oh, I can't even go back there. But we did it. We always got it done. No matter no matter what, we always got it done. But, um, you know, trimming can definitely be a pain point. Uh, one thing I can always recommend is, you know, if you're somebody that's growing the same strain over and over and over again, and it's just one of those strains that's a bitch to trim, find a strain that has a better bud to leaf ratio, right? And, and don't be so hard on yourself when you're trimming. You don't have to trim these, these high times worthy nugs right especially if you're smoking them yourself (laughs) you don't have to like you know be so hard on yourself it all looks the same in the buster after you grind it up (laughs) right so if you take the large fan leaves off and you know you can just get some of the bigger stuff and if you're running out of time or you have to do it covertly or whatever the case may be you can get away with cutting cutting some of those corners you know and you can grab some of that uh some of that other stuff off before you smoke it you know after it's dry uh, other thing too is buddy up with another grower, right? That's the other thing, right? I got a lot of that going on. Buddy's harvesting, and you know, hey, can you come give me a hand trimming? Right? There's nothing better than mm-hmm. to have a buddy to talk to when you're trimming and uh, little trim party, little trim party, right? You put some tunes on and smoke some scissor hash, and you know, have a few laughs. Um, and then, you know, when they harvest, then you kind of go over and give them a hand. That can help immensely when when you crop out. Um, 
you know, and I'm just trying to think of other reasons why people would want to, what would, what would turn them off, Pache, to get out of the game? Um, you know, disposing of the stems and everything is easy these days. Yeah, right? true like enough. Like the Maybe waste. not knowing, not knowing putting, what to do. I remember when I first started, I, I didn't know which to trim. And I remember looking at videos and people saying, you know, at, at the very least, you know, get the inside ones first. Um, and I was like, okay, well, that, that at least gives me a starting point. You know, uh, and then when I was able to to thin out some of the inside ones, I was able to sort of see, okay, you know, I see three in a row. I'm going to, like I said, pull out the middle one. And I started to learn. And then I, I saw a, a neat little trick uh, when it comes to trimming, because trimming, you know, is time consuming. And then you have to clean up and you never want to do that afterwards. Um, and so I saw this guy and he had a cardboard, a piece of cardboard. And, you know, it was maybe two or three feet by two or three feet. And he had a slot cut out of the the, the center, sort of. And it was maybe an inch wide. And what he would do is he would slide this piece of cardboard on top of the uh, the pots and he would slide it and the slot was open and it would allow room for the stock. And so what would happen is, uh, and I've tried this and I love it. I'm not going back. Love and, it. you know, I cut off um, my fan leaves or I cut off my trim and it all sort of falls down onto the cardboard. And then when I'm all done, I slide the piece of cardboard out and I put it into uh, into my trim bag. I and love that. So, oh my, it's so fast and easy. It's just incredible. And it just goes to show a little bit of preventative action can really save you a lot of time on the other end. You know, and that's why I like to have a puff and sit and just look at everything first for a little while. I think I talked about that mm -hmm. last week or something, right? Just to have a think, right? Just kind of play things out in your head and just have a look around and kind of think about your next move, right? Um but uh, I was just thinking of like disposing of the stems, how they that used to be a major pain point, Pache. I used to have to like burn them in a outside fire pit at night. Under, wow. Under the cover of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because I, I take my soil and I'll either you know, put it in the garden or uh, throw it in the backwoods. You know, that's it. Yeah. I always, when I, when I started growing cannabis indoors, I, at that time I started an outdoor vegetable garden as well. It was a perfect cover, right? Makes sense. You couldn't really justify to your neighbors why you were unloading cubes of EPW off a truck when you didn't have a flower or a vegetable in the yard, right? So I made a big vegetable garden for cover and I played in it and I grew vegetables. And when I had uh, soil that was, um, you know, used, I would, I would take it out at night and work it into that soil and, it gave me cover for the new soil to come in. I'll tell you, boy, when there's a will, there's a way, right? Um, but, you know, cutting up the stems now and putting them in the green bin, that's hilarious to me. Wow, Jake. I bet, man. Right? That's hilarious to me. It feels so wrong. It feels like, uh, you know, you shouldn't be doing it, but, you know, hey, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, you have to have the love for it at the end of the day. And if you have love, then you have a place here in the cannabis army. We got you, you know, hundred percent. Go back and listen to, uh, the previous episodes where we break everything down. Um, and Pache, I was just, uh, I heard a rumor that we're going to do a little bit on nutrients next week. Absolutely. You know, why, um, you know, why, 
feed at one level and then feed at another. Um, you know, some people may feed only at uh, at one particular pH level. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll get into all that. Although there's one more thing I did forget to mention, oh, and okay. uh, it's my dehumidifiers because this this was sort of a real time saver for me. Um, because I would have my dehumidifiers running and the reservoir would fill up and I would have to empty it every morning and then empty it again every night. And so twice a day, every day I was, you know, dumping it out. And then I propped it up onto a table and had it drain into a five gallon bucket. And now I'm empty it. I'll empty it every three to five days. So that's a huge time saver right there. Um, not to mention, I now sort of take my leftover trim after the harvest and I, I wash it uh, to make hash and I, to extract the, uh, the trichomes. And uh, also as another process improvement, I do recommend uh, writing in a journal. Um, you keep your feed schedule in there. You keep your, um, you know, what happened, what you're planning to do in the next coming week. So you can sort of plan. Um, and those are sort of my, uh, my tips and tricks and, and Ray, I always appreciate listening to yours. Um, cause I, cause I remember you telling me, um, when I was telling you about my dehumidifiers, cause you, you have a really large reservoir that it, it sort of empties out. And I think you, how many days does it take before you have to empty it's it? A, it's about 10 days. Nice. I, I can get, and you know, that's during like full operation <laughs> operational nice. use time right a lot of the newer uh dehumidifiers that you buy have a, a hose hookup on the back mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. screw in a uh, screw in a length of hose so i have mine elevated and then i just have it running into a 120 liter reservoir and that's just does nice. the job right and then you only got to you just plan on it you know every you know Every 10 days, you're going to have to em- empty it and you just kind of plan accordingly. And then, you know, and you can have the time aside to do it. Nice. I love it. I love it. it, it it's it, get, getting things that are time savers are critical. And as you and grow maybe and you, you learn, yeah, well, maybe, you won't, maybe you won't want to sell your equipment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> maybe you won't want to sell your equipment. Keep going. Uh, one more grow. One more grow. Keep doing yep. it. One more grow. Love it. Anything else you want to add to this week? Pache. No, I don't think so, buddy. I just hope everybody has a great week coming up. Uh, you know, smoke up, toke up, uh, enjoy life, smile, be happy when you can. Love it. All right, everybody in the Cannabis Army, have a great week. Pache, we'll see you next week. See you, buddy. Take care. care. Bye bye. Is Ray. And I'm Pache. Head on over to Facebook and search Plant Therapy Live and go ahead and smash that like button. Tell all the beginner growers out there, be sure to go back and listen to season one because there's lots of good stuff there. Just go to planttherapy.live. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. This is Plant Therapy Live. Over and over. This is Plant Therapy Live. Anytime, 24-7, check it out. Turn your average grow into a savage grow. Of four plants. Close to 700 grams the first grow. 640 grams the second grow. 1,100 grams the third grow. Find out how he does it and more. Each week, we answer a question from a grower just like you. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Oh, there is all fresh and it's all for you. Plant Therapy Live.